In children, we often see this path to knowledge quite overtly. The child takes something apart, breaks it up in order to know it, or it takes an animal apart, cruelly tears off the wings of a butterfly in order to know it, to force its secret. The cruelty itself is motivated by something deeper, the wish to know the secret of things and of life. The other path to knowing the secret is love. Love is the active penetration of the other person, in which my desire to know is stilled by union. In the act of fusion, I know you, I know myself, I know everybody, and I know nothing. I know in the only way knowledge of that which is alive is possible for man, by experience of union, not by any knowledge our thought can give. Sadism is motivated by the wish to know the secret, yet I remain as ignorant as I was before. I have torn the other being apart, limb from limb, yet all I have done is to destroy him. Love is the only way of knowledge, which in the act of union answers my quest. In the act of loving, of giving myself, in the act of penetrating the other person, I find myself, I discover myself, I discover us both, I discover man. The longing to know ourselves and to know our fellow man has been expressed in the Delphic motto, Know Thyself. It is the mainspring of all psychology. But inasmuch as the desire is to know all of man, his innermost secret, the desire, can never be fulfilled in knowledge of the ordinary kind, in knowledge only by thought. Even if we knew a thousand times more of ourselves, we would never reach bottom. We would still remain an enigma to ourselves, as our fellow man would remain an enigma to us. The only way of full knowledge lies in the act of love. This act transcends thought. It transcends words. It is the daring plunge into the experience of union. However, knowledge and thought, that is psychological knowledge, is a necessary condition for full knowledge in the act of love. I have to know the other person and myself objectively in order to be able to see his reality, or rather to overcome the illusions, the irrationally distorted picture I have of him. Only if I know a human being objectively can I know him in his ultimate essence, in the act of love. The problem of knowing man is parallel to the religious problem of knowing God. In conventional Western theology, the attempt is made to know God by thought, to make statements about God. It is assumed that I can know God in my thought. In mysticism, which is the consequent outcome of monotheism, the attempt is given up to know God by thought, and it is replaced by the experience of union with God, in which there is no more room and no need for knowledge about God. Never, in sooth, does the lover seek without being sought by his beloved. When the lightning of love has shot into this heart, know that there is love in that heart. When love of God waxes in thy heart, beyond any doubt, God hath love for thee.
No sound of clapping comes from one hand without the other hand. Divine wisdom is destiny, and decree made us lovers of one another. Because of that foreordainment, every part of the world is paired with its mate. In the view of the wise, heaven is man and earth is woman. Earth fosters what heaven lets fall. When earth lacks heat, heaven sends it. When she has lost her freshness and moisture, heaven restores it. Heaven goes on his rounds, like a husband foraging for his wife's sake. And earth is busy with housewiferies. She attends to births and suckling that which she bears. Regard earth and heaven as endowed with intelligence, since they do the work of intelligent beings. Unless these twain taste pleasure from one another, why are they creeping together like sweethearts? Without the earth, how should flower and tree blossom? What, then, would heaven's water and heat produce? As God put desire in man and woman, to the end that the world should be preserved by their union, so hath he implanted in every part of existence the desire for another part. Day and night are enemies outwardly, yet both serve one purpose, each in love with the other for the sake of perfecting their mutual work. Without night, the nature of man would receive no income, so there would be nothing for day to spend.